0: Do you want more energy and less cravings? You might be on a blood sugar roller coaster. A lot of times when we're not balancing our blood sugar with the foods that we eat and the way we live our lives, we end up with lousy energy and those cravings to dig into candy or snacks throughout the day. Or maybe you need to work on lowering your blood sugar numbers. Maybe you've been to a doctor's appointment recently and you were told that you have elevated blood sugars or prediabetes. Or maybe you struggle with the inability to lose weight and body fat. At the time that this podcast airs, we're getting ready for our April Blood Sugar Balancing Challenge. This challenge will take place inside of the Goal Getters group. It's only $9.99 per month to join the Goal Getters group, plus, you can try it out for free with a one week free trial. Join the April Blood Sugar Balancing Challenge as we work to implement a new blood sugar balancing hack every week in April. The challenge begins on Monday, April 1st, 2024, and is a 30 day month long challenge. We will focus on a new habit each week to habit stack and create a better blood sugar balancing routine, focusing on more protein, veggies, vinegar, and movement. Each one of these hacks is designed to improve our metabolism, create better blood sugar balance, improved energy, reduce cravings, and work to lower overall blood sugar numbers to improve our blood work too. Join the challenge to have support and accountability with the other Goal Getters members along with guidance from your registered dietitian, me, Brittany. Join the blood sugar balancing challenge by joining the Goal Getters group with the link below in the show notes. I hope to see you there. Welcome to the Your Life Nutrition Podcast. I'm Brittany libertor your registered dietitian, nutritionist, and mindful eating dietitian here on the podcast we will be answering your questions all about nutrition and wellness while breaking down nutrition misinformation and giving you the truth that you can apply to your life We will focus on changing your habits and your mindset to help you become a healthier version of yourself and a more mindful eater. Let's ditch the diets forever. Find food freedom where you can eat pizza and ice cream all without the guilt. Learn how to create balanced meals and snacks and reach your health and nutrition goals. Let's do this. Hey, I'm Brittany Libertor, your registered dietitian, nutritionist, and mindful eating dietitian. In today's episode, I'm going to be pretty vulnerable and raw as I share my own personal health and nutrition journey and how I became interested in becoming a dietitian. So, I grew up your typical American kid eating occasional McDonald's, having weekly Pop Tarts and ramen. Overall, our meals were really balanced. My mom made sure to do that. And we didn't have food rules. I definitely understood which were more nutritious and which were more treats. But I definitely remember in about sixth or seventh grade when I started going through puberty and outgrew a pair of jeans that were only a few weeks old. I was devastated and thought that I had gained all this weight and wasn't able to fit into my jeans, but in reality, I was starting to get curves and go through puberty. I just remember this being the point where I started taking greater notice about my body, shape, and size. I had worn a uniform at Catholic school up till eighth grade, and I was now going into public high school where I could wear whatever I wanted and no more uniforms, (laughs) I became much more aware of my body and just how I looked in clothes. So I had always loved swimming, but never did it competitively. But when I got to high school and didn't really know anyone, my parents were trying to get me involved in clubs or sports so that I could come more out of my shell and make some friends. I soon learned that anyone could join the swim team and no one got cut. (laughs) I always loved swimming, so I thought it was perfect. I quickly learned how demanding this sport was, and it was so challenging and way harder than I thought it would be. Uh, in order to actually hone my skills and get fast. But I had shed some pounds and got pretty lean with swimming and with working out six days a week, and other people started to notice my body changing, and I was even praised by my weight loss. I fell in love with swimming, and by my junior year of high school, I started getting better and faster, but when looking at my teammates, it seemed like the fastest swimmers were the leanest and the skinniest, so I subconsciously thought that in order to get faster, I had to lose more weight and get thinner too. I took matters into my own hands, started working out more outside of practice, logging what I was eating, and trying to eat less than a 1,000 calories per day. The least I could eat the better because I saw that I was losing weight so quickly, so I thought I was doing it right, but clearly I knew nothing about proper nutrition. My body quickly started to starve. I was cold and hungry all the time. I was shedding weight. I was weak at practice and even developed a lower back injury, partially due to overuse with the strain that swimming put on me, but also I think partially due to the fact that my muscles and body were so weak due to undereating. Some days, I remember trying to go to bed, and I was so hungry, but I would try and make myself wait until the morning to eat my peanut butter and banana toast before school. But other days, I just couldn't help it, and I would just binge on pretzels and peanut butter at the end of the night because my body was so hungry. I started my junior year so strong and fast and ready to continue getting better, but with continually starving myself by the end of the season, I was swimming and getting the worst times I had gotten since freshman year because I had no energy left in the tank and I really wasn't even giving my body enough fuel for the tank. I started passing out at meets and practices. I was so weak, and eventually, my coach approached my parents. I saw my pediatrician, and with multiple interventions, I realized how I had taken things too far. I unintentionally developed anorexia nervosa, an eating disorder, and needed to make some drastic health improvements. So, I started to slowly eat more, drink some daily protein shakes, and eat snacks in between meals, and I started to improve. The summer going into my senior year, I was getting really serious about my nutrition and swimming performance. We even hired a private swim coach who was a past Olympian to train me because I thought I was serious about swimming at the college level. I started really diving more into learning about nutrition and how to fuel my performance so that I could become the best athlete that I could be. I came into my senior year swimming faster, and I felt stronger than ever before. I was really starting to use food as fuel instead of assessing every single thing that went into my mouth, and I was so much healthier and happier. Fast forward, uh, going into college, I decided to attend Ashland University, which is a small school in Ohio that had a dietetics program. I was really excited to jump into my education and quickly realized that college gave me the opportunity to access a lot of fun foods and really food at any time. And when I was staying up late to study, I would just keep myself awake with some snacks. And I also had a job on campus as a lifeguard and would do a lot more snacking on my breaks. Plus, there were just so many more social events that involved eating in college. They even called the dessert station in our dining hall on campus the fat bar because a joke was instead of gaining the typical freshman 15 pounds, at Ashland you would gain the freshman 20 because of the award-winning dining they had. So after a couple of years of restriction, my eating with... Restricting my eating with my eating disorder, my body was finally so excited to eat a lot of the foods I had previously deprived myself of. This led into my binge eating disorder. I felt like I had absolutely no control around fun foods like desserts, and I found myself trying to regulate my weight because I definitely was not as active as I was when I went to college compared to when I was swimming and working out six days a week. So I did decide not to swim at the college level because I just knew that studying dietetics was going to be a very demanding program. Um, And just to kind of uh, go back a little bit, I did decide to become a dietitian because I didn't want the other people who struggled with eating um, or who were active to struggle anymore. I wanted athletes to truly understand that you needed to fuel your body. And I also didn't want people who were suffering from eating disorders to have to go through it alone. And I had really wished I had somebody on my side during my journey to kind of help me with recovery. So again, flashback, um, flash forward rather to, uh, being in college, I decided not to swim, but I found out that Ashland had a triathlon club. I was really interested in triathlons and thought it was a really cool Olympic sport and thought it would be super cool to learn how to race one of these. So my activity ramped up again and I felt like I could eat more and I still did find myself kind of struggling with some disordered eating behaviors with eating very little at the start of the day. And then I would end up binging on food at night because I wasn't fueling properly. Properly. And something that I tell my clients all the time now is that under eating usually leads to overeating. And this is exactly what was happening. Not only that, but throughout my college years, I was in a stressful relationship. And of course, there was the typical drama coming along with being a girl and being a college student, studying chemistry for eight hours a day to prep for an exam. <laughs> that definitely wasn't my idea of fun. So Ben and Jerry's pizza, pretzels, and peanut butter, granola, chocolate, and a lot of other fun foods became my comfort, became my pleasure to get through these tough times. So I just felt like I had no control around these foods whatsoever. And I was so fed up in my body. I was so sick of eating super well for a few days of the week and then feeling like I completely fell off the wagon and seemed to eat everything in sight. I just felt disgusted, sick, and guilty afterwards. I was obsessed with trying to log my food and my fitness pal. And sometimes I would even log the foods that I had completely binge on, and I was so disgusted by the fact that I had eaten well over 3,000 calories and sometimes that I didn't even finish tracking at all. I was obsessed with my weight and how it was going up, but I had no idea how to control it. Now I understand that I wasn't living in food freedom. I was calling foods good and bad, and it was letting me Control my food choices. You know, I was letting food control my mind, my energy, my life. I wouldn't allow myself to go and eat in certain social situations um, if I didn't know if the food was going to be healthy. But yet, I still ended up binging in my room at the end of the night, even if I didn't go. So the summer going into my senior year of college, my family and I decided to take a trip to Disney. It was so much fun. We had a blast. We enjoyed eating all the Mickey shaped foods. And when we came back from vacation and got pictures developed, um, my mom and I were both really in awe of how we looked in these pictures. After just realizing that I had gained a Substantial amount of weight since I had um, come into college, and I just knew I needed to get my act together. I realized that I wasn't going to be a good dietitian. I needed to learn how to manage my weight and my eating in a healthy way and to have a better relationship with food. So, by the fall going into my senior year, I decided to make some major changes, and I realized that I just couldn't be using food for comfort anymore. I was very stressed by school and a very anxious student. Um, I even noticed that um, going into my senior year that I was thirsty all the time. I was super tired and I just couldn't realize what the problem was. I decided to take a visit to the health center on campus and at some point I ended up getting some blood drawn um, and they recognized that I had prediabetes. My hemoglobin A1C, which is the amount of sugar in your blood over two to three months, was 5.7, which is right on the border of prediabetes and I was petrified. Diabetes had a very strong connection to my family, and I did not want to go down that road of having to take medication or having other health complications down the road. So between seeing the pictures from Disney, feeling disgusted in my body, and now having pre-diabetes hanging over my head, I knew I needed to make some healthy changes. It was very hard to go through recovery and in eating disorder but I was seeking support from a therapist on campus and I also started to take some anxiety medication to help with my stress as a student and I realized that I needed to have another coping strategy outside of eating. So going into my senior year, I was super busy with preparing my research project for graduation and researching master's programs and dietetic internships to attend post-graduation from my undergrad program and just a lot of other things, so I decided to stop participating on the triathlon team and decided I needed to have a more reasonable approach to exercise because I had always seemed to try to out-exercise everything that I was eating, and it was just not a healthy mindset. I realized that I needed something to help reduce my stress every day, and that was walking for me. I often would talk to friends from other schools or talk to family members on the phone each day, and so I would take these conversations outside on a walk, or I would head up to the rec center on campus to walk. I was still participating in some exercise classes on campus, but I was not performing at the same level of intensity as I was with my previous competitive exercise or triathlon club, and that was fine. It really helped improve my relationship with exercise and my relationship with food. By the time I graduated college, I had lost weight and felt so much more comfortable in my body, and I felt like I was finally not struggling with binge eating and was ready to start fresh. I moved back home after graduation, and about a month later, I started my dietetic internship at the Cleveland VA Medical Center with a combined master's program at Case Western Reserve University. It was a 16-month combined program to finish my master's and my internship, and then I ended up passing my state boards by the end of August, and by December of 2016, I graduated with my master's of science and nutrition at Case Western. In my master's degree, I learned so much more about nutrition, diabetes, and just more about my past pre-diabetes diagnosis, which I did get under control, thank God. And I also just studied more about sports performance and a lot of other awesome topics in nutrition. I think a lot of it all helped to heal my relationship with food. I wanted to share all that to be able to say that I truly get where you're coming from. Whether you have a strained relationship with food or if you have some disordered eating behaviors, or if you're just really trying to lose weight in a healthy way, I've been there. The hardest thing for me was that I had to realize when I was at my heaviest weight ever that I was so stuck in the binge eating cycle and I wanted out. I just wanted to focus on losing the weight. But what I didn't realize was that I needed to heal my relationship with food first. I had to stop calling foods good and bad and stop being so restrictive with my eating. I had to learn how to enjoy my favorite foods in a more balanced way. It took a long time to heal my relationship with food, but now I can easily eat a piece of pizza on a random Tuesday or go out for ice cream in the middle of the afternoon. There's definitely an extreme where healthy eating completely takes over your mind and your energy and your focus, like on that clean eating all the time, which is also known as an orthorexia, orthorexia, which is... I definitely feel like I struggled with orthorexic behaviors over the years. During my times of restrictive eating and weight loss, this even led to times where I lost my period or my menstrual cycle for long periods of time because of undereating. I was even diagnosed with hypothalamic amenorrhea, which is when a woman does not get her cycles regularly. I realized that um, periods of really clean eating without enough calories and periods of time when I had too little body fat, too much stress, or not enough sleep really impacted my cycles, my hormones, and even my fertility. There were even doctors who said that I may never be able to have children and that scared the crap out of me. I wanted to be able to have children possibly in the future and I knew that I couldn't let obsessions with healthy eating get in my way. And I'm so thankful to say that I've also healed for from my hypothalamic amenorrhea and I have a beautiful, almost 10-month-old daughter who I enjoy spending so much of my time with. So if you're still sticking around in this episode, thank you for listening. It's honestly very healing to just reflect on my past journey to see how stuck I was in disordered eating behaviors and how much of the thought of food just used to control my life. But I hope that sharing my story provides hope for you wherever you are on this journey right now. You can come out of it on the other side healthier and a happier version of yourself. For me, it took the the help of a lot of different practitioners and other people in my life like my friends and family to help get me through these situations. I can't express enough how disordered eating can really impact your mental health and how seeing a counselor at various times through the years really helped me heal from this aspect of my life and was a huge part of my recovery journey. I also had doctors who helped guide me along the way and showed me the way to go. The thing was that at... A point in my eating disorder, when I was younger and struggled with anorexia, I never did see a dietitian. I honestly didn't feel like there was a lot of help in regards to eating disorder therapy. So I'm glad that there are a lot of different clinics out there now to provide resources if you feel like you've struggled with eating disorders, like I mentioned on today's podcast. I would highly recommend checking out the National Eating Disorders Awareness website, which I will link in the show notes, and they have a lot of different resources and blogs that I actually did read through on my recovery journey. Now, being a dietitian, I really like my clients to understand and focus that it's not just about the calories. It's not just about how you nourish your body, but how you eat and how your relationship with food is. Because if you're trying to go about improving your health or losing weight with a super restrictive mindset, it's not going to help your relationship with food. It could just actually damage it. So the thing that I focus on so much in the nutrition coaching program with my clients is mindset around food and nutrition to help them on their journey. It's my honor to walk alongside people to help them heal from their relationship with food if it is damaged, but we also focus on so many great healthy habits to become a healthier and better version of yourself. Going through my struggles in the past seemed so hard at the time, but now I understand that I went through those situations in order to help my clients better. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to my story. I promise that we'll continue focusing on more health and nutrition topics for your life in the upcoming episodes. Talk to you next time. Do you struggle with figuring out what foods to eat and how to meal plan? Maybe it's stress or emotional eating not feeling comfortable in your clothes, feeling overwhelmed with weight gain, or maybe you need to lower your blood pressure, blood sugar, or cholesterol? If you answered yes to any of those questions, I would love to help you. To learn more about working with me, either one-on-one, or to join our private accountability group called The Goal Gutters Group, head to my website, www.yourlifenutrition.org, If you want to have a free discovery call to see if we'd be a good fit to work together, fill out the coaching application and I will contact you to set up our call and we can see which option would work best for you. On the Your Life Nutrition website, you will also find recipes, testimonials, and other blog posts that you might find helpful on your journey. If you enjoyed today's episode and you want to follow along with more things, your life nutrition, you could check us out on Instagram and Facebook at your life nutrition, where I love to post daily inspiration to help you become a healthier version of yourself.